I've often heard this passage used to rally people of faith, to step outside the boat, to live, to a call to live boldly and to step outside of what is comfortable. But uh, I'll be honest, I think in many ways that is an outdated message for us in this new decade. It seems to me that just the act of living right now in this COVID-19 world is life out on that water. We've said goodbye to many of our structures and systems and routines. We aren't on solid ground, but have been pushed out on the choppy waters. So if that's right, and the encouragement to be like Peter and get out of our comfortable boat is not very relevant right now, that is, if we're already out on that water, then what do we do with this story? Where is the hope? Instead of the encouragement to move into the uncomfortable, I think this story of Peter can help us better understand the kind of story in which we live. A tragedy, a comedy, a crisis, or a story of salvation. To get there, I'd like to look at this story again more closely. So the disciples are out on the choppy water. Their boat is getting beaten by the waves. They're terrified out there. Suddenly they see a figure approaching them on the water, like literally on the water. They think a ghost is approaching them and they get even more scared, which is reasonable. This story is starting to sound like a tragedy or a nightmare. So Jesus then speaks up and says the classic, take heart, do not be afraid, and follows that with, it is I. I think we can assume then that at least his voice would have been recognizable to these disciples so that the I would have made sense to them. But it seems that Jesus is either in form or function otherwise unrecognizable to the disciples, either because he didn't look like the Jesus they had just been with. This story follows the loaves and fishes miracle story in Matthew, so they were just with him, according to the writer of Matthew, or because the ability to walk on water was so far from what they thought this friend of theirs could do. Again, even though he just multiplied a basket of loaves and fishes for 5,000 people. Well, let's pause here for a second. Because this is Jesus walking on water, commanding the waters in a way that surely would have reminded the disciples of the God of Israel they all served. Think uh, the Red Sea or Noah, the Ark. And he's saying, I am, in a Moses in the burning bush sort of way. Again, a story they all would have known well. That's just to say, Jesus must have really been unrecognizable to them. Because Jesus is like, guys, I'm just like the God you serve, and this situation isn't as bad as you think. And yet still, they're unsure. So keep this in mind. So Peter makes the first move. I picture him agitated. I mean, he's been in a boat battered by waves all night that Jesus, 
The guy, presumably standing safely in front of them on water, told them to get in. So he says, don't mess with me, man. If this is really you, tell me to join you. And in this childlike way says, I dare you. And Jesus takes the dare. That's the best part. So Peter does it. He gets out on the choppy waters after some unrecognizable but familiar form dares him into the waters. And so I want to stop here to note something small but mighty. That is simply that God does not always appear in forms or functions that we can always recognize. And as we all sit out here, beaten by the choppy waters of 2020, I can think of very little better news than that. But Peter obviously had a hunch that this was his friend Jesus, and also likely had a hunch that this Jesus was in the likeness of God, and so dares him to prove himself and prove himself in a way that, if it doesn't work, could possibly kill Peter. That's some dare. The way the story is written, however, it seems almost like a prayer. Peter doesn't hesitate to say, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. That's a petition, a prayer. And it's a dare a challenge to Jesus. I think of Jacob wrestling with the angel. This is a conversation with Jesus. I also don't get the feeling that Peter gave this challenge, this petition, much thought. He prayed it before he could really think about what he was doing. And this prayer, this dare, unveiled for all the disciples the truth of their story. Maybe this isn't a tragedy. Maybe this boat isn't going to capsize and kill us all. Maybe God is here. As you all know by now, the parish house is coming down very soon. But what you might not know is that our youth have used that parish house for their youth group meetings for longer than I've been here. And so, after a moment of silence, standing in the youth room on Thursday night, the vandalism party commenced. It started a couple of years ago, really, uh, as the youth started to write on the walls of the room quotes and inside jokes, a slip of the tongue, or a funny sentence like, what's your favorite way to write a parabola, or God always knows you. But it ended Thursday night, with 16 cans of spray paint and a sledgehammer. And never would I have ever thought that I would see God more clearly. Sorry. 
then through a fog of spray paint. Or experience the peace that passes all understanding. To the sound of a foot kicking through a door. No doubt the whole thing was cathartic, which is no small thing right now. But there is something hopeful about it as well. I guess because our youth are some of the ones whose lives are the most impacted by the changes as a society that we have decided on to help curb the spread of COVID-19. I know that each of them has their own battles right now but to see them brave such joy allowed me to see God. And through the literal fog of spray paint, I watched our youth be like Peter, going out on a dare in these choppy waters by showing up in spite of all their loss. And I, like the disciples in the boat, saw that God was in our midst. Perhaps this isn't a tragedy. So we know what happens to Peter next. He remembers that he's out on the water and he gets scared and starts to drown. And Jesus then rescues him with a very sympathetic Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? They then get into the boat, and all the rest of the disciples make the connection that Peter just also made. Their friend, Jesus, really is in the likeness of God. They will be saved. They say, truly, you are the Son of God. And now they know the truth. This revelation is huge. It meant that they weren't in the story they thought they were in. This wasn't the tragedy they thought it was. It turns out they will be saved. But as we know from other stories in the gospel about these early disciples, this revelation doesn't stick. They kept forgetting, and Jesus kept reminding them. We are always of little faith. But we can take Jesus' promise. Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. That is, this will be scary. But be encouraged. My very presence means that it's not the story you're afraid of. One of them dared God to show up. It just took one of them. And they all understood. For me, it took six youth and 16 cans of spray paint.